welcome to Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. My name is Kelly and I'm a former wedding planner and blogger and I'm obsessed with weddings. If you're planning a wedding in Ireland, you're in the right place. You're going to learn the tried and tested methods to planning your dream wedding without the added stress. Think of this as your one-stop shop for everything to do with planning your wedding in Ireland. With me, your new wedding planning bestie and a cup of tea. This is Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. Hello, happy new year and happy Wednesday, first Wednesday of the year. And if you are newly engaged, well, I have something very special for you because the next four episodes are just for you. The next four episodes are all about what you need to do as soon as you get engaged. It's all the suppliers you need to book first. That's what we're covering today. We're going to talk about wedding terminology because if you don't understand the words that you're hearing, you're not going to be able to plan your wedding properly. We're going to talk about choosing your wedding dates and choosing your wedding style and colors. So that's coming up over the next four weeks. But for today, we're talking all about who you book first. Which suppliers do you need to book? Because you shouldn't be thinking about things that only need to be thought about in a few months time because you're just going to get overwhelmed and a little bit stressed. So I'm going to list the eight suppliers that you need to think about in the first couple of months of getting engaged. And then once you've nailed these eight, you can breathe a sigh of relief and you can get the details together afterwards. So this is in no particular order because sometimes you book one supplier and whoever you confirm for one thing kind of determines what you do with the next. So some of these are personal decisions, but if you can book these eight in the first couple of months of being engaged, I would say you're doing really well and you are winning at this engaged life. Um, But I'm going to do them in no order. So I'm not going to say first this, then that, Um, but I might give some suggestions as we go. So on my list, I've got here your wedding venue. So it's item number one, but it actually covers two things, your ceremony and your reception venue. So for some people, you will pick two venues. So if you have a really special church that you want to get married in, if you're having a Catholic wedding that requires you to get married in a particular type of venue, then you will have your ceremony location and your reception, which will be a separate location. If you're having a more relaxed ceremony that will enable you to get married in, for example, a garden or um, you know another venue that is on site as the same place as your reception, then you can have one venue that covers everything. Totally a personal decision and it's up to you to decide which one you want to do. But I recommend one of the first big things that you look at is your ceremony and reception venue or venues because these will dictate so many things. When you've got your venue, it's going to give you an idea of the location, obviously, the date of your wedding because you can't book a venue without a date. Um, there's so many things that that come together, including the style. So in a couple of weeks' time, when we talk about wedding colors and styles, knowing what your venue is will give you a bit of an idea of the type of style that you can go for. So having your venues really, really big, you need to get on that soon. Another supplier is it's actually a category of suppliers because there's so many different options within that, but that's your entertainment. So there are lots of ways to keep your guests entertained and having the best time. And you need to think about the type of ways that you want to entertain people and then book the suppliers that match. So for example, 
could be live music. It could be an amazing singer that sings in your ceremony. It could be a band or a DJ. It could be a magician. You could want to have fireworks. You could want to have some kind of live performance, like a comedy show, or there's just so many things that you can choose. And I recommend having a think about the type of entertainment that you want to provide for your guests and book those items as early on as you can, because all the bits that kind of color in the rest of your day, will f- you'll be able to fill those in once you know the main entertainers that you want. Someone else that's a really big deal to book early on is your wedding planner. So of course, if you wait till the last minute, you're not going to get as much out of your wedding planner as you could if you book them early on. So your wedding planner is a great resource because they can help you negotiate with suppliers. They can help you find suppliers when you don't know where to look. Um, often wedding planners have great relationships with other suppliers and they work together. And so in booking a wedding planner, they end up having a recommended list of suppliers to look at. Um, you can even say to your wedding planner, this is the style that I'm going for. Who do you recommend? And they'll recommend people that fit. They can often get you great discounts, special rates, and there's so many options. They can help you get out of potentially tricky situations, Wedding planners are amazing. And if you can't afford to have a full-time wedding planner, you could consider having a day of wedding coordinator who really pulls everything together on the day for you. So then if that's the direction you want to go and you don't necessarily need to book that type of planner very early on, but if you want to consider if you can have a full-time planner or a coordinator, make that decision early on. And then you know if you need to find your planner right away, or if you can wait a little bit and get your day of coordinator a little bit further down the line. Next type of supplier, I'm going to categorize two of them. So categories, next two ones, photographer and videographer. So these two suppliers are the ones that are going to capture the day for you. And you want to make sure that you have the best of the best. You want somebody who's available on your date, somebody who fits into your budget, somebody who understands your style and somebody who you just connect with and really get along with. So your photographer They are going to take the pictures that you're going to frame, you're going to have on social media. You're going to be looking at them for years to come. Trust me, I've been married for seven years, seven and a half years, and I look at my wedding photos all the time. And I recommend investing in a photographer that you can trust, somebody who's going to capture your day in a style that you love, somebody who's going to have the right equipment. They're going to come to your wedding at the right time. They're going to be there to get all the magical shots. And then when it comes to videographers, the number one regret that couples have is not having a videographer. So I recommend thinking about this early on and finding space in the budget because there's so many moments that you will see in your video and you'll be like, I don't even remember this. I had that moment. I watched my wedding video and there was a moment where my new husband and I had just been pronounced married and we were about to walk back out of the out of the church. And just as we were about to walk out of the church and everyone was cheering for us, my dad, who was standing next to me, he leaned over and kissed me on the cheek. I didn't even remember that that happened until I saw it in the video. And if I didn't see it in the video, I would have said, that didn't happen. I don't remember it. But there's so many moments like that where you watch a video or you see your pictures and you go, I don't remember that happening. Or you see things that happened when you weren't around, like things that happened when your other half was getting ready in the morning or your guests were having fun on another part of the wedding venue. When you were on this side, they were on that side. You want to invest in your photos and your video. Trust me. 
Okay, next item that you want to have a look at is your stationery. Now, you might be thinking, why do I need to do that so early on? Well, your stationery is what gives the first hint of your theme and your style, your colors, and what you've chosen to, um, you know, to include as your theme. So you can have a stationary designer who puts together your invitations only, or if you like things to be continuous, if you like there to be some consistency in the look of your day, then you're going to want that same person also making your save the dates, which will come out before the invitations. Next, I've got two more items for you. It's your outfit. So if you're going for an amazing dress, a suit, a jumpsuit, pretty much whatever you decide you're going to wear, you want to start thinking about that early on. You don't necessarily have to have chosen exactly what you're going to wear and have made the booking and paid for it as early on as the first month, but you want to at least have a bit of an idea of the direction you're going in. So spend some time having a look at styles you like, what's going to fit with your overall theme and you know, you'll start to have a bit of an idea of what type of dress or suit or jumpsuit you want to wear. And don't forget about the accessories, things like shoes, veil, even things like underwear and other accessories like belts or headpieces, all of those things, group them together. And then your final um, supplier that you want to book is your celebrant or solemnizer. And so we're going to cover some more information in next week's episode when we go through terminology about the differences between everything. But when you consider the fact that your wedding day is not just a party, it is a party and it's the best party you will ever host, but it's not just a party, it's you and your other half making promises to each other to honor each other, to love each other forever. And at the end of the day, if it's not legal, that's a bit of a train smash unless you've deliberately chosen to tie the knot legally somewhere else and then to have the celebration. But if you are wanting to have the legal part done on the day, you need to have a celebrant, a solemnizer, a registrar, somebody there to make that all happen. And many couples forget that they actually have to register intent to marry. There's so many legal steps in the process of getting married legally in Ireland that if you don't have that advice from your um, your legal suppliers, then you may get things wrong. So first, I recommend investigating celebrants and solemnizers. And second, I'm going to drop a link in the comments for this episode where you can listen to a previous episode we did all about getting legally married in Ireland. So that's where we uncovered some of the, the timeline when you need to register for intent to marry, all of those things. So if you've started to panic, don't worry. We've covered all the details for you in a previous episode and I will link that for you so that you don't miss out. Now, thank you for listening today. The Wedding Wednesdays and Weddings Online podcast is produced by me, Kelly, and mixed, mastered and edited by Glenn Hartman. For more wedding planning tips, advice, checklists and more, visit weddingsonline.ie.